0: That recliner almost chopped my mate's finger off. This is what our killer looks like. Tire.
1: Everyone has been affected in one way or another by this terrible tomato onslaught. There was a, a standing lamp in this room. What happened to
0: it? Attack of the Killer Objects. Hi. Welcome Hi. back. To... Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to yet another episode of Attack of the of Killer, the killer object. Objects. I <laughs> Sorry, was... I wasn't
1: sure if you wanted me to say that or not.
0: <laughs> um no, I didn't but it's fine had <laughs> I had a delay because I looked up in the corner and it there was like a two-second delay on the recording so I didn't know how much of the intro it got so I was like oh. hmm. <laughs> I'm like is she waiting for me
1: do you know that something
0: no something. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was the old hmm <laughs> pause <laughs> wait is that is that working? Oh, yes, I'm recording. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry. I totally misunderstood. You were lagging a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little little lag action. All right, so today's episode is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, question, question. <laughs> yes. They have a famously catchy... Theme song that is forever stuck in my head now. <laughs> it, it was definitely catchy. Mm-hmm. Especially that very first part. the Just the attack of the killer tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. I'll probably uh, be singing it at work this week. Yeah, it's hard not to. I've been singing it around the house a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of songs that I get stuck in my head a lot. But that's, like, in the mix now. Normally, normally it's, like, Rock Lobster by the B-52s. That pops back into my head a lot. I haven't heard that song in so long. Mark and I spontaneously sing snippets of that song, like, at least three or four times a week. I'm not even, not even being sarcastic.
1: <laughs> Nick and I just quote
0: stepbrothers all the that, time to each other. That happens, too. <laughs> that happens, too. We were doing the, uh, what's the name of the company that they do? The something something worldwide. Prestigious worldwide. Yeah, Mark was saying that in bed the other night. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so yeah, we we quote things constantly and break out into song. That's a good time. (laughs) That's just me.
1: Yeah, and Nick just kind of sits there and, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no,
0: Mark and I both do that. So it's a, it's, it's a good time. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about the movie. Mm-hmm. Shall we? It, it was interesting. <laughs> right. But don't you agree that it's like, I think it was more entertaining than Killer Sofa.
1: Oh, a thousand percent.
0: Okay, good. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Um, Mind and-
1: you, Nick's face when he heard the theme song at the beginning. Was just kind of like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I'm not joking. He left within like nine minutes of the movie starting. He's like, I can't. I'm losing brain cells. And he
0: just got up and walked away. (laughs) 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 Uh, Give it a few more years, Nick. And you'll uh, stop being so serious about everything.
1: (laughs) Uh, I thought it was like an American Monty Python, but... Um, like a no. really, a really cheesy American's attempt at a Monty Python.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is sort of in that same kind of, um, I guess, vein. But this uh, didn't have a Monty Python budget. I think Monty True. Python. I think Monty Python had a bigger budget just because they already had Flying Circus before they did.
1: Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah.
0: Like this movie was made for less than a hundred thousand dollars.
1: Quick American. question: Yes, how much did
0: they spend on tomatoes for this movie? Not that much. Um, about a I want to say like fifty or sixty thousand, maybe more. Of that was just on an accidental helicopter crash. <laughs> they rented the helicopter that you see that crashes. Um, it was not supposed to crash. That was real, and it was an accident.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And it cost them <laughs> the majority of their budget.
1: Yeah, I I would assume that's probably where their mm-hmm. budget
0: went to. Mm-hmm. That's where it went, that helicopter crash, <laughs> which is a very real crash. So there you go. <laughs> that makes that scene so much better now. Doesn't it? The people's reactions to that are 100% real. (laughs) Like, don't worry about the pilot, it's fine. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah, so this is written by Stephen Pierce, John DiBello, and Costa Dillon. And it's based upon Costa Dillon's original idea They were all, like, fresh out of college when they made this movie. You could tell. They had, like, a, um... (laughs) Originally, they did it for college, like, a short film version of this. And then later on, when they had, like, a production company that just mainly filmed sports reels, they decided to do something creative. And, um... Well, they
1: did a really good job. Yeah. They actually did a pretty good job.
0: I thought so, you know? They got, like, a lot of the actors in it... Were people that they went to school with and like lived in the neighborhood a lot of them never acted again. So that's like a lot of people's one and only movie. So that's a fun fact. But I'll do more fun facts when we get on. So we're just going to do, you know, an overview of what happens as per usual. That's so good. yeah. So this cracks me up, but at the very beginning of the film, it says that uh Alfred Hitchcock's film The Birds was released Audience laughed. Audiences laughed at the notion of birds revolting against humanity, but when an attack perpetrated by birds occurred in 1975, no one laughed. <laughs> and I I get what they're doing there, but that has basically nothing to do with this, other than the fact that it's an attack movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, okay, <laughs> and then. Before the, uh, uh, what do you call it, I guess like the credit scene that has the title sequence, right before the title sequence, you see this woman who's just like doing some dishes and then there's a tomato like in her little sink, like it's stuck in the drain. Like, I love the noises that they make. Yes, it just starts making that bizarre noise. And then it starts, like, rolling up the side of the sink. So I'm sure that the way they did that is that they filmed it in reverse of the, oh, yeah. of, of it going down. Because that's the way it moves. It looks like it was filmed in reverse. And then she just backs up away from it and screams. And then it fades to black. And it's killed her. And you don't... That's the genius of them. They don't show a lot of the actual death there's almost no real gore in this movie besides the killing of the tomatoes themselves yeah and that's <laughs> which and i think that's because they knew they didn't have the budget to make gore look good true <laughs> and I, I think that was a good choice on their part it would look so much more cheesy if we saw like a bad razor tooth tomato like biting into flesh <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would have been really entertaining though
0: i kind of think that it gets more gruesome with the sequels we'll have to do the there, second there's a
1: sequel
0: there's like three i think oh fuck <laughs> and olivia this is the best part is what i'm about to tell you the second film stars the guy who plays gomez in the adams family uh john Aston. oh shit as dr Green, yes and and it stars a young george clooney in his second film ever oh so i think the next time you, yes i think the next time you come on the show we'll have to do attack of the, or return of the killer tomatoes
1: yes i that think that sounds I'll, like a great idea
0: yeah i love it i think that's gonna be fun but, uh, that'll be, that'll be several, several episodes from now. <laughs> just because I've already got other things oh, lined no, up. I understand. Yeah. I know. You got a lot of movies you got to cover. I get it. It's not just that. It's that once I started reaching out to people to do the show, uh, the response has been really positive and quite a few people are like wanting to do episodes. So I've got to yeah, fit cause everybody it, in. It's It's a great idea. And it's fun, and it's super lighthearted, and you don't really have to do much prep besides watching the movie. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I do all the the, uh, investigation stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, title sequence comes up, and (laughs) the police are investigating her death. One officer discovers that the red substance is not blood, but tomato juice. He literally, like, puts his (laughs) finger down into what he originally thinks is blood and licks it and then is like tomato juice. <laughs> I'm like what the fuck bro? <laughs> what if it was blood? <laughs> like um time to go get your everything shut. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Okay, so a series of attacks perpetrated by the tomatoes occurs. Including a man dying by drinking tomato juice made from a killer tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's a great scene. He's just sitting there drinking his tomato juice. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, he just starts choking like a few minutes after he drinks the first sip, and then he's just plumped over dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm, this doesn't taste like regular tomato juice. <laughs> And I'm going to go ahead and whip out my funniest moment. And it's this scene where there's an old man and an old woman, like an elderly couple, sitting on a couch. And the lady's like knitting or something. And then you don't even see this happening. He just narrates it basically. The uh, old man goes, Oh, one of the tomatoes got little Timmy. Ate him right up. And then the woman, without even looking up, just goes, Poor Timmy. And th- it's so deadpan. Like this child just got eaten by a giant tomato and that's your response. Fucking hysterical.
1: <laughs> I thought the jaws scene was was pretty funny.
0: There's there's I actually had a hard time coming up with the funniest scene because there's actually a lot of laugh out loud hysterical just nonsense in this film. Oh, the whole movie, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's actually really funny. I know that a lot of this is just laughing at the absurdity of the film, but like this is satire. They specifically are were fans of these like seriously seriously done uh, style of movies in like the 50s in fact this movie called I forgot what the Japanese name was but it was basically Killer Mushrooms or Attack of the Killer Mushrooms or something similar to that <laughs> title or Attack of the Mushroom People I think that's what it is but basically that's what Costa was watching the night that he came up with the idea for Attack of the Killer Tomatoes he was basically like this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard of can I make it even dumber <laughs> Ha 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 ha! Yes, you did. Yeah, so, like, none of them took any of this seriously at all when they were doing this movie. And that's important to know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. The president's press secretary, Jim Richardson, tries to convince the public that no credible threat exists, and the president puts together a team of specialists to stop the tomatoes, which is led by a man named Mason Dixon. Um, He is basically the only semblance of a main character, He's He's the one so small. He's a tiny guy, which we'll talk about a lot of things that go on with him. I mean, I've never seen a man in a suit run so fast, for one. Like, he fucking bulks (laughs) at running from those tomatoes. He does. (laughs) Like, it was kind of impressive. So, Dixon's team includes Sam Smith, a disguise expert who is seen in various points dressed as, among other things, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Adolf Hitler. (laughs) Okay, he was my best character (laughs) next to the tomatoes because his face,
1: (laughs) when when he turns in the car and he's Hitler and he's just like, (laughs) and his mustache is crooked.
0: (laughs) Yes, he is also my favorite character.
1: And how excited he gets when he's
0: told to dress up as a tomato. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna... (laughs) We're going to get into that. Yeah. I know. He's He's so funny. uh, He was great. He's the best. He's the best actor, for sure.
1: (laughs) Fucking hilarious.
0: Best character. Absolutely. Then there's also scuba diver Greg Colburn, uh, Olympic swimmer Greta Attenbaum, which I'm not sure why Greta was important to figuring out how to get rid of the tomatoes. Uh, you know what? Actually, this whole ragtag team of people, with the exception of Mason Dixon, I'm not real sure why they were pertinent. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, I think they just had the that particular group of people for the pure absurdity of it. They had to, so. right? Yeah. Because otherwise it just makes no sense like why would you have a scuba diver trying to help you get rid of like why wouldn't just the military be there i anyway
1: not just that but of
0: all things an olympic medalist wait, uh, so yeah an olympic swimmer what is she gonna do what <laughs> i don't know anyway so smith is sent out to infiltrate the tomatoes at a campfire eventually blowing his cover while eating a hot dog and asking if anyone could pass the ketchup <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that is 100% my favorite death. Yeah, I had
1: I had the Jaws scene because I thought it was so funny. All the girls at it, and it was like a tomato Jaws scene. It's so
0: funny. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> that's true. That is true, but <laughs> just okay, so. But his death was really funny. So funny. The look on his face when he hears, like, tomatoes like i don't know if they're like telepathically saying this or whatever but they're talking about how they like dark meat <laughs> yeah. and then they're talking about who gets to have the arms <laughs> like you know it's like the same thing as if you're eating like fried chicken and you're like oh i want uh, one of the legs i like the dark meat yeah that's basically what they're doing here and it dawns on them oh fuck they're gonna eat me <laughs> <laughs> And then he just gets this real solemn face, and then it just pans away from it, and you just know that he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so
1: funny.
0: <laughs> it's fantastic. Just what? <laughs> <clears throat> so Colburn and Greta are sent to sectors while Finletter stays with Mason. Meanwhile, the president sends Richardson to the fictitious ad agency. Mindmakers where executive Ted Swan spends huge amounts of money to develop virtually worthless ploys, including a bumper sticker <laughs> with <laughs> S with STP for Stop Tomato program on it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Which is a satirical reference to both the real Whip Inflation Now campaign, with its widely ridiculed WIN slogan, and the STP motor oil decals, and bumper stickers, which were commonplace in the 1970s. I mean, plenty of people still use bumper stickers, but they, like, really... I have lots of stickers on my car. (laughs) I have Bad Wolf on the back window. I'm kind of jealous. Right? I have... I have uh, the JR Tolkien slogan also on the back window. Uh, or, I mean, logo, whatever. It's, you know, like the J.R.T. Yeah. yeah, I have that on my back window. I have a little sticker that says Got Science, like Got Milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I have, I don't know, there's other stickers on there too. I have a lot of stickers on my Subaru. Yeah. I just have a Blood, Guts, and Booze one. I should, I'm going to put a horror versus reality and an attack of the killer objects one on my car, but I haven't gotten to it yet. But I have one on my laptop. Woo. Yeah. Right next to my blood, guts, and boo sticker. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, a human is revealed to also be plotting to stop Dixon when a masked assassin attempts to shoot him but misses. A senator subcommittee meeting is held where one secret pamphlet is leaked to the newspaper editor who sends Lois Fairchild on the story. And that newspaper editor is my worst character because he's such an asshole.
1: You have a nice ass.
0: Yeah, he's like the stereotypical sexist boss in the 70s in America. Yeah. And and he's just an asshole. Uh, Let's see. So she tails Finn Letter and he mistakes her for a spy and trashes in a, ho- a hotel room, like trying to kill her. <laughs> uh, he then chases the assassin as the masked man fails again to kill Dixon, but he loses track of him. Okay, so this killer scene is also fucking hysterical. Greta is just like on the side of the road, like stretching and stuff. She's dressed, like, in a tracksuit, like a just Russian Just eating, mobster. like, a bowl
1: of fucking cereal.
0: She is. She's eating a bowl of cereal outside, and the most hilarious part is, the cereal is literally just called steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and then a giant-ass tomato just starts rolling towards her, and then she screams and it eats her. Yeah, I had and that a- as, like, my worst death. I thought that death was pretty funny. Uh, I had, thought it was
1: funny, but
0: I had it the was worst... so hard because there was so, like. I know, I know. I had worse death as the first death where the lady just stands there and lets literally a normal-sized tomato killer.
1: I was going to put that and then I
0: second-guessed myself and I changed it. You know? <laughs> it's fine. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Okay, so, (laughs) a group of soldiers and tanks are brought in to the West Coast uh, in a battle that leaves the American forces in shambles. Bullets aren't killing these damn tomatoes, like, nothing is killing these fucking tomatoes. Uh, It's just wiping people out. (laughs) Uh, Dixon is walking amongst the rubble, and he starts following a trail of tomato juice, you know, just on the scene. And he ends up being chased, this is that scene I was talking about, he ends up being chased by a killer tomato down the sidewalk, and he is fucking booking it. Yeah,
1: he's running fast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, you believe that he thinks that his life is in danger. Uh, It's
1: great. Just a tomato rolling down the fucking street. Yeah. Like a tumbleweed.
0: Yeah. Those tomatoes are made out of foam, by the way. So it really is like kind of blowing with the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He ends up at an apartment where this oblivious child is just listening to the radio. And the tomato tries to kill Dixon, but he like jumps out the window. And Dixon peers out to see if it has died. And he spots the assassin hijacking his car. And he chases the assassin in a slow car chase that has since been copied by other comedies. Dixon is eventually knocked out by his own car, and he wakes up and finds himself captured by Richardson, though he did not create the Killer Tomatoes he has discovered a way to control the tomatoes and he's using them for his, like, evil, sinister plot. Shouldn't know he was
1: up to something when he was at the conference (laughs) and he was just sweating.
0: Oh, yeah, right? (laughs) Sweating bullets. Uh, So he wants civilization to collapse so, like, he can control it like a fucking megalomaniac. And he's about to reveal his whole secret, you know, plan to Dixon. And uh, Finletter charges in and runs through him (laughs) with a sword, (laughs) which is just absurd. Uh, Dixon picks up some of the Strone records and realizes that he has seen the tomatoes retreat at the sound of this one song called Puberty Love (laughs) (laughs) for whatever reason. But uh, now he realizes that he can control or kill the tomatoes with this song. So he orders Letter to gather all the remaining people and bring them to the stadium, which they rented that stadium out, and it's the San Diego Stadium. They rented it out for $200 for the whole day, and they spent most of the day just stomping on tomatoes. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so Letter remarks that only crazy people are left in town. And that's kind of true. Like there's like there's people in weird costumes and weird outfits like nobody looks normal in the crowd in the stadium. And uh, I it's learned like a, a weird
1: scene from Rocky Horror, but like on crack.
0: Uh, kind of. I don't Where know. Where they're all in, like, weird costumes. They are all in weird costumes. There's one guy in, like, a bird costume. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's fucking nuts. One guy still running with his
1: fucking parachute through the whole fucking movie.
0: Oh, yeah. He's part- That guy is part of the team. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, So they start playing Puberty Love over the loudspeakers in the stadium, and they are defeating the tomatoes. The tomatoes shrink down, and eight people are able to literally step on them and squash them. So you're just seeing everybody, you know, basically making tomato sauce with their heels. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Who wants salsa?
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Fairchild is screaming in the corner, and you realize that she is cornered by a giant tomato wearing earmuffs. And so he can I, so I know. And so he can't hear the music. Dixon saves her by just showing the tomato the fucking sheet music to the song. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Then it shows them in the stadium, and, like, she's known his name this whole time, but for some reason, when he says his first name, and the first name and last name click together, she's like, Mason. And then he goes, Lois, Mason, Lois, (laughs) Lois, Mason. And then he runs and in slow motion jumps into her arms yeah, oh my god. So hard. Oh, and they start singing to, to each other about their love for each other and this like fucking operatic tone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the film ends with a scene of a carrot rising up out of the soil saying, "All right, you guys, they're gone now." <laughs> <laughs> uh I
1: was like, "What the fuck is going on through this whole fucking movie?" I don't Think I was high enough to watch it. <laughs>
0: oh, I was, I was very, very high when I watched it both times, and the second time I was painting while I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really just wanted to hear the songs again. I forgot to mention. Well, I'll mention this in the um, MR stuff. So we've already done best kill, worst kill, best character, worst character. What did you have for your funniest moment?
1: Um, my. Funniest moment I had was the soldiers dancing and singing, and it had like some grease lightning
0: vibes going on. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's exactly what I was just thinking of. Like they're like <laughs> buttons his shirt and just starts like shimmying, like gyrating his hips. Yeah. <laughs> <It's so funny.
1: laughs> It's, it's so, so
0: fucking funny. stupid. And, at, okay, at the very beginning when they first start singing, though, this made me crack up so hard. Because they say something about defeating the Viet Cong, and then another soldier in a lower voice goes, not quite. <laughs> 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 and this is only, like, maybe five years after Vietnam No, I think it's only, like, three years after Vietnam was over, so... <laughs> <laughs> super topical Uh, yeah (laughs) what did you have for the most what the fuck moment uh
1: the most what the fuck was probably the weird moment which we've already discussed uh between um Mason and Lois when they were like singing and stuff including they had their love I'm like what the fuck like this whole movie had nothing to do with you guys like they barely even talked to the whole movie you'd think she would have a relationship with the parachute guy because totally that's agree. what it seemed like it was gonna lead up to
0: I totally agree it's t- completely out of left field this little part at the end yeah and I'm like what <laughs> what <laughs> But it's hilarious. Especially, like, I was fucking rolling when he jumped into her arms. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, I'm... laughs>
1: oh, it's so mm. fucking funny. Okay. Uh, but this movie did make me very hungry. And
0: mm-hmm. all I want is tomato
1: sandwiches. And I'll probably spaghetti. buy some
0: tomatoes this week. I think I'm going to make spaghetti tonight after, mm. thi- after okay. saying this, yeah? Spaghetti or chili? One of those. And they both have tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yum. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> here's some fun facts about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And I've given you some of these already. But So, I think this is the first PG film that I've covered on any podcast. <laughs> and I think it's worth noting that the PG-13 rating in America wasn't implemented until 1984. Oh. So, so, it, it, my, it probably would have been PG-13 had it been made after 84 but it was made in 77 so and released in 78 (laughs) yeah yeah
1: i didn't realize it was made that long ago
0: because i messaged
1: you and i was like what this was made in 77
0: (laughs) this is considered like the most i guess well-known one of the more well-known killer object films yeah that's not, that's excluding all the killer dolls and shit. Because that's, because yeah, pre- yeah. those are almost their own category because there's so many of them. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> but we will include them on the show because it gives me so many more episodes. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it still totally counts because they're still an inanimate object. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so this, yeah, this is like one of the most famous killer objects films and it's very beloved it's a cult classic
1: yeah I had heard of it but I had never seen it before until you asked me to watch it <laughs>
0: I, th- I feel like a lot of people had never seen it before but they've heard of it because the title is infamous or something yeah. like that it's legendary for sure
1: yeah but and we also know I live under a rock I don't watch anything
0: you don't but look I'm getting you to watch so much more stuff now <laughs> true true <laughs> it's all killer object movies <laughs> i'm okay with that those until are more the, my vibe <laughs> until the next time you come t- to talk about a movie that's based on a true story on horror versus reality <laughs> which you know will happen eventually
1: oh i know <laughs> we'll have
0: you we'll have you back to promote uh live spooky probably oh yeah 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 So, here's some other fun trivia. I already told you about the not-so-fun trivia that is the (laughs) unintended helicopter crash. Uh, The exact number on that, by the way, was $60,000. But that is still the majority of the budget. And that's a lot for the 70s. Well, they had to basically pay for the entire helicopter. (laughs) Yeah. Because they broke it. (laughs) Whoops. Boys and their toys. I know, right? Okay, so the song Puberty Love was performed by Matt Cameron, who was 14 at the time. If you don't know who that is, he would later go on to be the drummer for both Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Oh, shit. Okay. Right? I don't know if you noticed this specifically or how close you looked at the giant tomato that had the earmuffs but the earmuffs were made out of two green toilet seat covers were they i
1: thought they were belts
0: they are toilet seat covers if you go back and look at it again look at a still of it toilet seat covers (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) yes and (laughs) probably only cost them like ten dollars (laughs) total And probably not even that much, because I'm thinking in today's terms of what a seat cover probably costs. Yeah, because they're what, like, twenty bucks nowadays, fifteen, twenty bucks. I think it depends on where you're going. I can get I'm one. am thinking for- about like Home Depot. Yeah, I'm thinking like Walmart. I could probably get one for five, maybe. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I'm just being realistic. They're rolling back prices. True. That's true. That's uh. That was, I, do they still say that? I know that was one of their sayings from like the 90s, one of their catchphrases. They do, phases. they
1: still use like rollback as like a saying. Okay, okay.
0: I mean, I go to Walmart to pick up my meds just because it's cheaper than the yep. local drugstore. Yeah, I get that. I would love to patronize the local drugstore. However, they charged me three times as much for my meds and I can't afford to do that. Right. No, I get that. Walmart gives me those $4 generics as all good places should. <laughs> <laughs> we are not sponsored by Walmart. I despise <laughs> that company, except for their low prices on my beds. <laughs> okay, same. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of their army uniforms that the army is seen wearing were purchased at Goodwill. Hey, I would have done
1: the same thing. Right,
0: right. Thrift store for all your needs. <laughs> the cast at that last scene... Where they're in San, the San Diego Stadium, those are all their own outfits. So whatever weird thing they decided to wear, they owned that shit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the guy, the guy, in the bird suit. Yeah, he owns that thing. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) So various relatives of the filmmakers were financial backers for the movie. And several family members of the filmmakers appear throughout the picture in small parts. So a lot of the extras and stuff are just like people from the neighborhood, fam- friends and family, whoever they could possibly get to be in this damn movie. <laughs> I would probably do the same, to be honest, yeah. if I was making a short film. Yeah. The press conference scene was shot in a high school auditorium. <laughs> uh, Jay Steven Pierce, who played the um, Air Force guy with the parachute, he did all of his own stunts and had a wooden board with wheels placed under his stomach for the scene in which he's dragged down the street by the car. And at, <laughs> and at one point, he actually ran into another car and knocked the shit out of himself. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, he injured himself uh, a little bit, for sure. He was, like, literally knocked unconscious briefly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, The Japanese scientist knocks a picture of the USS Arizona into a goldfish tank. And the USS Arizona was famously sunk at Pearl Harbor by the Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good. I didn't even
1: clue into that.
0: That's such a fun little tidbit about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. This is the only film in the entire series that does not have Doctor. Gangreen, who I told you about earlier, oh, because he because he doesn't debut until the next film. But then he's in all of the sequels. Okay. Which is great because that means they got fucking Gomez, <laughs> <laughs> John Aston for all the sequels. Amazing. How many sequels are there again? I, I think, I think three. But let me okay. let me double let me double check. So we have. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which comes came out in nineteen seventy eight. We have Return of the Killer Tomatoes, which comes out in nineteen which came out in nineteen eighty eight. Killer Tomatoes Strike Back, which came out in nineteen ninety, and, <laughs> and Killer Tomatoes Eat France from nineteen
1: ninety one. Eat France! Oh fuck! mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. Mhm. I have to watch the whole series now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to end up doing the whole series. That's just what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so like I was telling you, it's based on a killer mushroom movie from the early 60s that uh, was recorded by Toho Studios, the same company that introduced the world to Godzilla. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's Godzilla. a tale. Yeah, so the movie that inspired Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is a survival tale about five people who get shipwrecked on an island that's dotted with radioactive mushrooms. And if you eat one, you'll be transformed into a violent humanoid fungus. <laughs> and we, yeah, and, it's, and it was called Mentango. So we have Mentango to thank for uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes in part. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, the American title was Attack of the Mushroom People. Attack by the way. of the Mushroom People. Yep. You might could find a copy of that on YouTube. I suspect. I'll try and find it. Cause it's an old movie from Japan. You could probably find it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So one of our stars of this film went on to be a state senator. Oh shit. Yeah. So upon leaving college, Peace and DiBello founded Foursquare Productions, which what I was telling you about, would tape like junior high and college football games and do reels. Yeah. Right. So eventually, Peace found himself working for taxpayers in real life from 1982 to 1993. He served as the Democratic legislator on the California State Assembly. Okay. Okay and then was later on elected to California Senate, where he remained until 2002. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... Impressive. That's, that's <laughs> What that is, is a fun fact that a state senator from California once made a ridiculous movie. <laughs> but then again, one can ar- also argue that the former governor of California made lots of ridiculous movies. That is and, true. And good ones, too. <laughs> I love Terminator too. That movie is the fucking shit. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's see. what. <clears throat> so all those tomatoes that you see that are actual fruits and not the giant foam ones, they got a bunch of those uh, really cheap because they weren't pretty fruit, you know?
1: I noticed they were kind of like the this
0: still greenish looking tomatoes. They were the rejects that nobody wanted to see. To you know, buy at the grocery store, so he got those on the cheap. <laughs> Best way to do it. I mean, yeah, they clearly knew where to cut corners. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the shots of this movie were filmed on the University of California at San Diego campus. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, UC San Diego was instrumental in the filming. Of Attack of the tomatoes. <laughs> uh, so the theme song has been played in outer space. On January 13th, 1990, the original film's operatic theme song was played aboard NASA's Columbia Space Shuttle on a morning wake-up call to the crew. I love that. That, it was that's a,
1: actually amazing
0: Right? It was an inside joke As Columbia was ordered to recover 12.5 million tomato seeds That had been sent into space in 1984 Those were subsequently huh. Yeah, they were subsequently Given to schools all over the world And experimented with by children Young scientists overwhelmingly Agreed that NASA space tomatoes Were just as tasty as those grown here On Earth If not, <laughs> if not more so
1: I love that. That's
0: great. Yeah, so those are all my fun facts about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I hope you guys enjoyed our venture into the absurdity that was just a group of friends fresh out of college's goofy dream. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was an entertaining movie.
0: I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad you all enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Olivia.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for making me watch it because it was. Well, you're it.
0: welcome. <laughs> see ya. See ya in a couple months for the sequel. <laughs> yes. Uh, our next episode, I will have the lovely Heather from Wednesday Wine and Horror on to discuss Dead Silence. Ooh. Uh... And it will kick off our month of May, which is going to be ventriloquist month oh exciting (laughs) yeah uh we'll have kendra on for the second half of may to cover magic starring anthony hopkins oh ventriloquist dummies though they're creepy as fuck uh they were the most reoccurring nightmare i had as a child um they are still deeply unsettling to me but i am not scared of them i just find them creepy But as a kid, I was fucking terrified of them. Yeah, they're they're, oh, they do give you the heebie-jeebies just
1: looking at them.
0: Yeah, and I gotta tell you, even though it's completely irrational, I would never stick my hand in one. (laughs) What if it screams? What if you're hurting it? That's not what I'm worried about. I'll burn one of those motherfuckers. (laughs) I'll use it as kindle. you're funny (laughs) Uh, that's how I feel about them just letting you know (laughs) all right but yeah so that's what we've got coming up down the pipeline friends and listeners well I'm Uh, excited for the future episodes as well I can't wait to listen absolutely (laughs) all right guys we will catch you in May au revoir Bye. bye